Welcome to the Mind Body Magic Podcast. Because when your mind and body can work together, it's like magic. I'm your host, Natalie Trapasso. I'm a registered dietitian and weight loss expert. I'm here to help you up-level your health and wellness, all while making it practical. Each episode, I will give you the tools and resources to become your healthiest and happiest self. We're talking all things nutrition, mind, and body. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Mind Body Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Trapasso, registered dietitian specializing in helping women lose weight, have more energy, and better periods. If you're new around here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I am officially 33 weeks pregnant today. There have been no real changes in my symptoms from the last episode. Still kind of tired, not sleeping that great, tossing and turning all night. I am feeling the baby move more now though I have what they call an anterior placenta which is when the placenta is on the outer part of my uterus so the baby is behind the placenta so I wasn't really feeling him for a while and if it was it was like very very faint movements and I just started feeling him move more within the last like week or two but still it's really not it's not really strong and it's not how I thought it would feel at all it's just a weird feeling I don't even know how to describe it if you've ever been pregnant I'm sure you know but yeah other than that no no real symptoms my weight is up to like 50 pounds now that I've gained and I still have seven weeks to go six weeks now I'm just kind of wondering how how much weight I am going to gain total maybe I'll do a whole episode on pregnancy weight gain and how that's been for me because it's been pretty interesting so let me know if you are interested in an episode like that but other than that like I said no crazy symptoms I'm feeling pretty good overall which I am very grateful for because I know that's not everybody's experience so recently I started waking up in the morning to work out and as I'm saying no real symptoms I apologize if I'm a little out of breath that is something that that has been coming up so if I'm huffing and puffing a little bit just bear with me So I started waking up in the morning to work out and I have been loving it. I was getting way too tired in the afternoon when I usually would work out and then the workout wasn't happening at all. I was still doing my daily walk, but nothing on top of that. And my goal for this pregnancy is to have as natural of a labor as I can. And exercising regularly is a big part of that. So research does show that women who exercise regularly during pregnancy have shorter labors and better recovery than those who don't. So I just decided that I'm going to try to work out in the morning instead and see how it goes. I just make sure to eat a little bit of something before so I don't mess up with my, mess my hormones up. But so far it's been working out pretty well. I was always somebody who was like, I could never wake up in the morning to work out. Not a morning person. That is just not me at all. But then I was like, well, why not? Why can't I be a a morning workout person? I realized that that was an excuse and I was just identifying with and it really wasn't doing anything for me it wasn't serving me anymore so so that's something for you to think about today where you are identifying with something that is not helping you reach your goals like that could be like me saying you're not a morning person so you can't work out in the morning or maybe you're identifying with being a night snacker saying things like I have to have a snack at night or maybe it's like I could never live without coffee are those things actually true do you really need a snack at night do you really need coffee or caffeine I don't know you might 
might, but just something to think about is what you're doing holding you back from reaching your goals. Something to think about today. So today's episode is all about hormones and should you even care about your hormones? And the the answer is absolutely you should care about them. Hormones are little tiny chemical messengers that tell your body what to do and when to do it. They literally control almost everything in your body. They're in charge of your hunger, your fullness, your fertility, your body temperature, your metabolism, your sleep, your immunity, literally everything. So yes, we need to care about our hormones because when our hormones are out of balance, which just means your body is producing too much or not enough of one hormone, the function it is supposed to be doing does get affected. So for example, let's take insulin. This is a hormone that regulates our blood sugar levels. So whenever we eat something, that food gets converted into glucose. That signal of that glucose tells our pancreas to secrete insulin to take that glucose from our bloodstream and put it into our cells for energy. That's how we get the energy to move our muscles, to move around, things like that. Now over time, based on many different things from like diet, lifestyle, to um, you know a small portion of it could be genetics, the cells could not be responding to insulin as well. This tells the pancreas to secrete more insulin, causing what you may have heard of as insulin resistance. After a while, the pancreas cannot secrete as much insulin, so glucose will stay in your bloodstream, leading to high blood sugar levels and eventually could lead to diabetes. So that's just one example of how your body will respond to certain cues. So your diet, lifestyle, sleep habits would be the cue. And then they try to compensate by pushing out a certain hormone. The thing with hormones is they are all interconnected. So when one gets thrown off, others could follow as well. They're trying to compensate for the one that's off balance. So then they get thrown off balance. It's like a domino effect. So another example could be maybe you want to start intermittent fasting. You heard somebody say somewhere that it was going to help you lose weight. Okay, so you start fasting for 16 hours a day. Well, fasting of any kind is a stress on our body. Now, there are different types of stresses, like some are good stresses, so, but it it is still a stress on our body. So that signal of fasting tells your adrenal glands to produce cortisol, the stress hormone. Cortisol quite literally can shut off other hormones like progesterone. This can lead to estrogen being too high or estrogen dominance, which causes fertility problems, painful periods, PMS, irregular periods, bad cramping, things like that. Well, also cortisol can spike your blood sugar, which remember when we're talking about blood sugar and insulin, so that spike in blood sugar will tell your pancreas to to produce more insulin, which could eventually lead to insulin resistance. So now the cue of intermittent fasting also can cause you to be under eating, right? That's how it helps with weight loss. If you read any of the research, there's really nothing that magical about intermittent fasting and weight loss. For most people, it just helps them eat less. So if you're under eating, now your thyroid hormone gets affected, causing your thyroid to slow down, which is the main hormone involved in your metabolism. So your metabolism is slowed down, making weight loss harder for you. Cortisol is high, which can make you store belly fat. And all of these hormones are out of balance, like insulin, estrogen, progesterone. So you see it really is like a domino effect and why we can't, we don't, we really don't want to mess with cortisol specifically. And as a dietitian, I would hear all the time that couples would, you know, start intermittent fasting and the man would lose about like 15 to 20 pounds and the woman wouldn't lose anything or would actually start gaining weight. And this is because we do have different hormones. So we do have to keep that in mind. Women, because of the way our menstrual cycle 
is we don't respond to stress the same way as men do. They have a 24-hour cycle, hormone cycle. We have a 28-day hormone cycle. So we just have to keep all of that stuff in mind. So statistics are showing that about 80% of women have hormone imbalances at some point in their life and most of them don't even realize that they have them, which is absolutely insane. Just think about that. If 80% of women are walking around with some type of hormone imbalance, then at any then at that point, symptoms become common, right? Like if most of us are experiencing the symptoms of hormone imbalance, like trouble losing weight, period pain, low energy levels, society is chalking it up to that just that's just what women have to deal with as they get older. That's just how women should be and why many of us go to the doctor and we're told everything is normal. If all of their women patients are coming in with the same issues, it becomes normal to them, right? So, I mean, women in the medical system is a topic for another day. That's not really what I wanted to get into, but just think about that. But anyways... We need to care about our hormone health because our hormones drive everything in our bodies and they are all interconnected. So if one is out of balance, others can be too. So what does a hormone imbalance look? Well, obviously everybody is different and depending on what hormone is out of balance, the symptoms can be different. But some really common symptoms are trouble losing weight or weight gain. Despite doing everything you think that you should be doing, so like eating less, working out more, eating an overall healthy diet, if you're doing all these things and still can't seem to lose weight or you're even gaining weight, especially around the stomach and the thigh area, it might be a sign of a hormone imbalance. Low energy levels. If you're hitting snooze four times, you can't get out of bed, you need three or more cups of coffee to make it through the day, then that might be a sign of a hormone imbalance, especially if you are wide awake at night or waking up around 2 to 4 a.m. Definitely signs of a hormone imbalance. Painful or irregular periods. You shouldn't really feel your period that much. Your period definitely shouldn't be affecting your life. If you have have severe mood swings, crampings, you have to call off of work or stay in bed for the first few days of your cycle, you have intense cravings, extreme bloating where you can't sip up your jeans, cyclical migraines or acne, the typical quote-unquote normal period symptoms, that's not normal. Again, common, we're all experiencing it, but it's not normal. Period symptoms should be mild and really it should not be affecting your life that much. If you have fertility issues, that could be a sign of a hormone imbalance. Hair loss, digestive issues, bloating, yeah, and like having these things in general other times besides your cycle. So if you have like a little food baby after you eat every time, not normal. Some other symptoms besides the ones above that I mentioned because I I had all of those. Plus I wasn't ex- I was experiencing daily headaches, cysts in my breasts, frequent stomach aches, just to name a few. Okay, so we know why we need to care about the hormone imbalances. Now, what causes them? There are many things that can cause hormone imbalances. One being diet. A diet high in processed foods can lead to cortisol imbalances and inflammation and gut issues. A diet that leads to blood sugar imbalances, so like a lack of protein or fiber, not eating enough carbohydrates, skipping meals, and going long periods of time without eating, under eating. These can all lead to hormone imbalances. A lack of sleep, not eating, not getting enough sleep is a stress on our body. So I literally don't care how, how well you eat, how much you exercise, if you're not sleeping well, like it's throwing all your hormones off. It increases your cortisol. It affects your hunger hormone, your fullness hormone. It causes a ton of hormone imbalances. Stress, as we've discussed, 
cortisol can affect a lot of your hormones. Excess amounts of stress in your life can cause hormone imbalances. Now, there are different kinds of stress. Like I said, there are emotional stressors like a demanding job or family troubles, the typical things people think about with stress, but there are also physical stressors like under eating, intermittent fasting, excessive exercises while under eating, excessive amounts of caffeine, things like that. Those are stresses will spike your cortisol and cause hormone imbalances. Another thing that can cause and affect our hormones is toxins. So there are a class of chemicals called endocrine disrupting chemicals. They mimic, block, or interfere with the body's hormones and are found in many everyday products. So like cosmetics, food and beverage packaging, toys, carpets, pesticides. Some of the common ones to watch out for are like phthalates, BPA, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. But trying to avoid these chemicals as much as you can can be beneficial for your hormones. What I do is I use the Environmental Working Groups app called Healthy Living, which is a free app that you can look up products or scan your products and it will rate them based on if it's harmful or not to you. It'll also tell you why, like what ingredients are, you know, harmful and why they're harmful. Also, when in doubt, I just try to avoid fragrances unless I know the source of the fragrance is something like an essential oil or something natural. When an item contains a fragrance, like let's say it's a lotion and it has a specific fragrance, the company does not have to disclose what the fragrance is because it's like their secret proprietary blend. So if you see the word fragrance, that can be like hundreds and hundreds of different chemicals and they don't have to tell you what those chemicals are. It's their secret. That's just a a couple of the things, you know, diet, lifestyle really affect our hormones. So let's get into how to fix them because it's not like they're ever broken. Your body wants to be in balance. It really tries hard to get back into balance. And from all of the research and all of the work I have done on me, my clients, there are a few things that make the most impact when it comes to balancing hormones and supporting your hormones so we can lose more weight, have more energy, and have better periods. The four main things, which is my four-step process that I walk my one-on-one clients through and that I put inside Metabolism Magic is one, blood sugar balance, two, gut health support, three, lifestyle changes to help lower cortisol, and four, cycle syncing. So I'm going to give you actionable steps you can start doing today from each category. So first step, blood sugar balance. Blood sugar imbalances are the root cause of many hormone imbalances and can show up as weight gain, especially around the stomach, energy crashes, intense sugar or carb cravings, especially in the evening. So one of the biggest differences on blood sugar balance is to not eat carbohydrates by themselves. Always pair them with a source of protein. So any carb that you eat, like fruit, oatmeal, toast, pasta, potatoes, rice, pretzels, crackers. These things should be eaten with a protein source like meat, egg, cheese, Greek yogurt. When I work with my clients, this is when the very first thing that we start with because it has such a big impact and they're always amazed at how much they can see the results with just this easy change. So blood sugar and balance. Blood sugar balance is so important and there is there is more that goes into it which I like I said I dive into in metabolism magic but if you would just start with that 
that one, it'll be huge for you. Gut health support is number two. So your gut helps to metabolize or break down excess hormones. And when I'm saying gut, that is just our, um, so in our intestines, we have all these little tiny bacteria that is made up of our gut. So when we're saying gut health, gut function, that's kind of what we're talking about. So certain hormones can build up in your body if you don't have a healthy functioning gut. Specifically, estrogen can't causing that estrogen dominance that we talked about, which is what causes the painful periods, the PMS, the cramp, the mood swings, the bloating. That's usually it's higher estrogen. So if your gut can't break down that excess estrogen, it's just building up in your body, building up in your body and causing the estrogen dominance. So if you have a lot of bloating, stomach aches, heartburn, indigestion, and you're not having a bowel movement one to three times a day, we need to fix your gut. The biggest thing for gut health is not another probiotic supplement. Those can be helpful in certain cases, but not something that I would ever just like say, hey, go take a probiotic. But because sometimes they can actually make your symptoms worse depending on the person. So, and also supplements are not regulated by anyone. So you need to be careful. They can literally put whatever they want in a supplement and they don't, they really don't have to tell you what's in there either. They're not regulated. The Like the FDA regulates our drugs and our food. Nobody's reg- regulating these supplements. So gut health, you want to focus on fiber intake. Fiber is food for our good gut bacteria. It is found in fruits, veggies, whole grains, beans, nuts, seeds. Think plant foods. Now, did you know that they can actually tell if somebody's overweight or not by the bacteria in their gut? Isn't that crazy? Like the bacteria that promote weight gain feed off of more processed foods and the ones that promote a healthy gut feed off of fiber. So try to increase your fiber-rich foods as much as you can. Just be sure to increase water with your fiber-rich foods or else you might get a stomach ache. Again, there's a lot more that goes into gut health. That's just one of the biggest pieces of it and we dive into the rest inside Metabolism Magic and with my clients. So step three is lifestyle changes that help reduce stress. Now we could take this in a lot of different areas but I'm going to give you again the one that is the biggest which is sleep we kind of talked about it a little bit when you're not sleeping enough i don't care how much exercise you're doing how well you're eating if you're not sleeping enough it's not going to matter sleep is so important foundational without good sleep your cortisol is out of balance your your hunger your fullness hormones melatonin all all these hormones get thrown off so you definitely want to make sure that you are sleeping enough now research is showing that women need more like nine to ten hours of sleep at night not even just the seven to eight. So if you're nowhere near that right now, start with like trying to get seven, working your way up to that nine to 10 hours of sleep per night. If you're somebody that has trouble falling asleep, I would say take a look at your caffeine intake, like stop drinking caffeine later in the day, or take a look at your screen time because the blue light from our screens can block our melatonin production, which is our sleep hormone. So either shut screens off an hour before bed or try to get those blue light blocking glasses if you're somebody that can't stay asleep waking up at like two to four in the morning that's a good sign of a hormone imbalance usually blood sugar imbalances so i would refer back to balancing out your blood sugar again so we talk more about lifestyle changes that help reduce stress inside metabolism magic and with my clients but that one sleep is going to be huge if you can start with that one it's going to make a big difference for you number four the last step is cycle syncing. Cycle syncing is something that helped me so much. I was so 
honestly shocked by how much it did help. And for those of you who don't know what it is, it's when you change up your diet and your lifestyle and your exercise to where you're at in your cycle, your menstrual cycle. So there are four phases of the menstrual cycle. It's not just when you're bleeding and you're not bleeding. It's the whole month in between. So you have your menstrual phase, which is when you're bleeding or your period, your follicular phase, which is right after you stop bleeding, lasts about a week. Ovulation is about halfway through your cycle, lasts about two to four days. And then the luteal phase, which is about 10 to 14 days before your next period. At each phase of the cycle, your hormones, estrogen, progesterone, they're fluctuating. So you want to support these hormone fluctuations with different nutrition and exercises and lifestyle changes. Like for example, on your period, your hormones are at their lowest, so you wouldn't want to do a lot of high intensity workouts during that time or else it could risk spiking your cortisol levels. Instead, you want to focus on definitely resting if that's what your body's telling you to do or lighter walk workouts like walking or yoga, something like that. We I do have a whole episode on cycle syncing. I believe it's called Cycle Syncing 101. So if you want to listen to it, I'd listen to that next and it dives way deeper into all of the phases and what you should be doing. This is also, obviously, we dive deeper inside Metabolism Magic or I have my other course, Cycle Savvy, that is the whole course is based on cycle syncing and the four-week meal plan, recipe book, workout guide, literally lays out all the steps for you. So that is the four-step process that has completely changed not only my life, but my clients' lives as well. Like it helped me be able to lose weight easier, especially when I was gaining weight around my stomach and my thighs. It helped me have way more energy than I ever did in my 20s. It helped me go from the worst periods ever, like throwing up in pain, cramping, hormonal migraines, PMDD, which is a severe form of PMS, to barely any symptoms at all like I barely ever felt my period and then being able to get pregnant when I wanted to and be able to maintain that pregnancy until what I'm at 30 33 weeks now so if you take you know those the pieces of the four step method and start implementing the today you will notice a difference and start bringing your hormones back into balance but even if you start with like one like I said if you start with like the sleep or the blood sugar balance you're going to start noticing a difference they they make huge differences but if you want more information on the complete process and you're like me and you just want it all laid out for you and don't want to have to waste any more time trying to google figure out things what works for you what doesn't work for you if you just want it all laid out in front of you metabolism magic is what's going to help you with that it is going to be linked below for you so you can learn more about that and I also have a few very very limited spots left for one month of one-on-one coaching so if that's something you're interested the application is also linked below but again very limited spots left so you want to hurry up and get that don't forget to come follow me on instagram at naturallynatalie.rd and send me a dm I'm always happy to answer any questions or point you in the right direction if you're not sure where you should be going next or what you should be doing. I'm always happy to help just to chat with you. But that is all I have today. I hope you have the best day ever. Bye. Thank you so much for pushing play today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd so appreciate a five-star review so I can help more people. Also, come join me on Instagram and TikTok at naturallynatalie.rd so we can connect. Thank you guys. I hope you have the best day ever. Goodbye.